Chapter Twenty Five of the Outdoor Chums in the Big Woods. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. The Outdoor Chums in the Big Woods by Captain Quincy Allen. Chapter Twenty Five. Bluff Remembers. Conclusion wait oh wait up a minute till i get my camera and take a picture of you coming home like that called will as he darted back into the cabin he was out in a jiffy and succeeded in getting them to his complete satisfaction as will seemed a master hand at developing and printing all his pictures it could be taken for granted that his work would do justice to the coming back to camp of the expedition in search of the giant moose of the big woods where did you run across bill nackerson boys asked frank almost the first thing and what makes him limp and groan that way has he been shot of course it was up to bluff and jerry to explain before we try to give you the whole yarn frank said the former i want you to take a look at his feet he got both of them badly frozen while sitting up in a tree most of last night with a pack of wolves jumping at him what's that wolves demanded will getting interested like this one that tried to break in through the back of our bow shelter and that i nailed with a single shot and saying this jerry spread out the skin before their admiring eyes well i should say you fellows have been busy frank remarked smiling with pleasure but keep the story until i can be with you please with that he went over to where bill nackerson had dropped to the ground and offered to assist the man into the cabin one of my chums tells me you've been unlucky with your feet and got them frosted a bit said frank in his pleasant way Yes, that's so and I reckon I'm in a bad way bill replied with lines across his forehead They were mighty kind to me and I'm sure ashamed of the way I've carried on while up here It's a lesson to me. I tell you Well, let me help you inside said frank. I'm something of an amateur doctor and as I was born and raised here in Maine I know something about frostbites and what to do for them it may be I can help you temporarily though if it's a bad case we must see mr. Darrell and have him get you down to a hospital Frank saw the man cringe at mention of the lumberman's name and he knew the reason why Some time later Frank came out to where all the others were waiting the dinner having been postponed It could keep but that wonderful story must be partly heard at least How about bill? asked bluff feet in pretty bad shape eh frank that's what they are and i'm a little afraid he's going to have to a lot of trouble with them yet the other responded i'll take a run over to the lumber camp this afternoon i want to see mr darrell about several things and will try to make arrangements to get bill to town some way or other he ought to go to a hospital will was just telling us that teddy had owned up to you about hearing nackerson threaten to set fire to lumber run camp remarked jerry yes frank admitted with a smile in the direction of the confused teddy he had been bothered to know just what his duty was you see although nackerson has treated him badly still he is a relative and blood is always thicker than water finally teddy couldn't keep in any longer and he told us all about it that was the main reason he ran away he was getting afraid of nackerson while the man drank so heavily and now please tell us a little of all that has happened to you fellows before we go in to dinner pleaded will 
Make it as short as you can, Bluff, said Jerry, because, you see, none of us have had a bite since last night, and Bill's gone even longer than that. I'm nearly as ravenous as those wolves were. Hit only the high places, Bluff. Bluff made short work of it, for he, too, was hungrier than he had been for many a day. After a rapid sketch of their numerous adventures had been given, Bluff declared he would say no more just then. The rest will keep until some time when we're sitting around the fire and want something to help keep us awake, he told them. Now, let's adjourn to the refreshment hall, where Teddy has got a fine dinner all hot and ready waiting, suggested Jerry. Luckily, there had been a double portion made ready, because Frank expected that when the two boys got in, they would be almost famished. If you hadn't shown up in another hour or so, Will and I intended to start out and try to find some trace of you, he told the returned hunters. Yes, added Will, and I told Frank I wanted to be sure to carry my camera along, because the chances were we'd find the old bull moose had treed you both, and it would make a cracking good picture. Later on, Frank started for Lumber Run Camp. He took Will along, for the latter had been so wrapped up in taking pictures that he had not had much exercise of late. They had no difficulty in reaching the lumber camp and found Mr. Darrell there. He was deeply interested in all they had to tell him. "'Well, I'm glad to learn who it was tried to burn us out here,' he said. "'And while he may not want to take the reward, I'll see that Teddy has it before spring. He's a big husky boy, and I think if he'd like to stay up here with me, I could make a pretty fair lumberjack out of him. "'How about Bill Nackerson, sir?' asked Frank. He's in a bad way and ought to be taken to a hospital at once, or he may lose one or both feet. I've done all I could, but he needs special care and treatment. The lumberman frowned, and then his face cleared. After all, it isn't best to hold resentment long, he told Frank, who was more than pleased to hear him speak in that way. That man is a rascal, I surely believe, but he's down and out just now, and I can't bear malice to a wretch whose feet are in such a bad way. Yes, I'll see that he's taken to town in a wagon that's going to start early in the morning. It'll be past your place an hour after sun-up. Have him ready to go, and I'll forget all about his evil work. But he owes a heap to the outdoor chums. Frank and Will got back just as the shadows of night were gathering. When Bill Nackerson heard how forgiving the lumberman had proven, especially since he understood the truth about the fire at Lumber Run Camp, was known to Mr. Darrell, he shed tears. Frank hoped they were genuine, and not of the crocodile kind. In the morning they saw the last of Bill Nackerson. The man asked Teddy to forgive his harshness, which the boy eagerly consented to do. Later on they learned that after great efforts Bill's feet were saved, though he would very likely suffer with them every winter for years to come. That afternoon two men came over to the cabin in which the boys were camped. They turned out to be Waylon and the other companion of Nackerson. It seemed that they had reached their cabin after a hard battle with the storm, and as Bill failed to show up, they were getting so worried they had come to ask the boys' assistance in locating him. When they heard what had happened, they were apparently relieved in mind, though professing to have had quite enough of their main outing. They parted from the boys, declaring it to be their intention to leave for civilization the first thing in the morning. This they probably did, for the chums saw nothing of them again. The days came and went, 
until the time arrived for frank and his friends to once more turn westward and head for centerville with school duties awaiting them they were all sitting at the breakfast table with their belongings packed waiting for the wagon to come which their good friend mr darrell had insisted on sending over to carry them out of the woods when bluff started to say something without paying any particular attention to what he was saying he commenced i sure reckon this outing is going to take the cake it beats anything the outdoor chums have run up against before wait till i get a chance to tell it to that friend of mine who was boasting so much what he had done the time he went into the woods with a fellow named clarence masterson i'm glad you have had a good time laughed frank you and jerry got your big moose horns and now if only will carries off the cash prize offered by the railroad companies for the best wild animal life pictures taken by an amateur in the main wilderness we'll think our trip has been successful all around it seemed as though success had set in their direction with a vengeance for later on will received notification that the pictures he had submitted in competition for the big prize had been unanimously selected and really they were a fine lot possibly ere this some of you have admired them as displayed in the recent folders of the enterprising railroads of the state of maine teddy said good-bye to his new friends and went back on the wagon meaning to learn the ways of the lumberjack he had good muscles and promised to accomplish something in that line the outdoor chums knew that in mr darrell the boy would always find a sincere friend once again at home they could exhibit the trophies of their visit to the big woods with more or less pride and the wonderful pictures shown by will to back up the story of their trials and triumphs added amazingly to the reality we hope it may be our pleasing task later on to recount still further adventures that befell frank langdon and his three chums until that time we must say good-bye end of chapter twenty five end of the outdoor chums in the big woods by captain quincy allen